0: beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor G Willickers <laughs> if you've ever wondered why christians say the word josh you found the right podcast. no one says josh well they, it's it's GIF and not gif so i figured josh and gosh well
1: i mean they say josh to a person whose name is josh. just kidding oh you've got the right podcast wait, you- wait, wait, wait wait what are we talking about today hold on hold on now <laughs> what
0: <laughs> if you've ever wondered why Christians say gosh oh. you found the right podcast, I'm Mark Dickey and I'm Bert Miller. <laughs> this is the Why to Christians Podcast. Hey, my name is Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on the bridge radio station. My co-host is Pastor Bert Miller of Solid Ground Church. Bert, how are you
1: today? Mark, Stephen, Curtis, Dickey. (laughs) I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You said Stephen and
0: I thought, no, you can't guess my real name yet. Yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't. That's not my real middle name. That's not your real middle name. No. Yeah. All right. You get one guess. Okay. The podcast ends forever
1: if you guess correctly. Oh man! Okay, I'm looking at you. I want to say Charles. Nope. Oh, nope. That's not Chuck either. That's two guesses. Well, but Charles, like Chuck, would be a derivative of, of Charles, right? Oh,
0: I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. No, no, it's not Chuck. Okay, <laughs> Mark
1: Chuck Dicky. Yeah. One of these days, Mark, I'm going to get it. Yeah, and we're done here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so today we are going to talk about
1: all of the fun things like, that'll be the worst escape room in history what? <laughs> if i like the only way we get out of the room is if i have to guess your middle name correctly <laughs> bartholomew oh is that it no oh okay <laughs> no Sorry. that's never Sorry. mind okay
0: um what were we talking about today we're going to talk about the word gosh okay which is christianese for not saying god yes because we culturally have made it okay to say oh my gosh but not instead of yeah which is funny cuz oh my god
1: <gasps> oh you you did the thing mark I did it you did the thing I did it yeah you are turning into a prayer right now so you don't waste the the time or should we just tell him should we just tell him what's behind that yeah okay yeah. yeah what what is the deal yeah so because
0: it, at some point the word "gosh" just becomes another word for God, that and, is now, true. and now you're just
1: doing it again. In fact, Mark, if you were to this moment, like Google, like dictionary definition of the word "gosh," it would say that it's a euphemism for God. <gasps> in fact, <laughs> in fact, um, the the definition of it is that it's an exclamation, informal, used to express surprise or give emphasis. And the word itself, I did I did my homework, Mark. The word itself first, as far as we know, it was first appeared in seventeen fifty seven as an alternative for saying the the word God. Isn't hmm. that interesting? I want you to hear I think I have the right video. Okay.
0: I say gosh a lot. Okay. So much so that my two year old Claire Okay. She's oh, saying Gosh. She sang, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh man, <laughs> she said it, she said it. She'll just, she'll just walk around the house. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting that it's in the dictionary Yeah. at this point. Yeah. So the whole point is the don't take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, so that's, that's why we do that. Like Christians, you'll notice we, we tend to come up with alternative words to standard profanity. Um, you know, so typically people will do is they'll, they'll take <laughs> God's name and they'll put it like, in, a, in a situation where it's a swear or a use of, of exclamation or surprise, you know? Right. Um, we don't do that um, because of traditional, not even traditional, just ways that folks have read uh, the third commandment, which is in Exodus uh, 20, verse 7, which says, you shall not take the, the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And mm-hmm. so what happens is we just go, well, we're not gonna do that. And so we, we come up with a different word. Um, but you know the craziest thing, man, I remember being in seminary and uh, in my like Hebrew 101 class, we were studying that verse and the professor was talking about how the word that we translate, like uh, taking in vain, it, it actually has to do with the idea of a person taking up a banner. Um, and so the idea is like, that um, you don't represent god in a false manner huh right and so whoa right and so i like and that, was, that that completely threw off how i had ever heard that verse and so i just asked okay like does that mean that it's okay like like when, when people are uh saying you know the name of god in a like a thoughtless manner that they're wrong to do that and he said well that's kind of just the lowest rung of that ladder so hmm. yes it's still wrong to do But what what God is getting at in the third commandment, there's actually something much bigger, and that's the idea of representing him poorly. So you figure, like, the Israelites, they're going into the promised land. That's the the context for the Ten Commandments, right? And they're going to represent God. They're going to be a light to the rest of the world. They're going to live differently. And what God is saying from the jump is, you don't represent me in a way that is full of hypocrisy, that's meaningless, that's Mm. empty. Um, and this whole, even that, like, I mean, everything about that verse, I think sometimes we, we just don't quite get the, the full significance. So like, you know, to say, to take the name of the Lord in vain, how many of us, our, our 21st century context and, and experience with the idea of a name is, it's just a sound that you make, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, like how many people, they name their kids, why would you name your kid that? Because it, it sounded good at the time. And I'm not judging you if you did that, okay? <laughs> but just, that, just culturally, that's how we do things, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how... um Ancient Near Eastern people understood names. So, for instance, you find as you go through the the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, over and over again, it'll talk about God's name, but it's not just saying like a sound that you make. So, for instance, uh, the psalmist says in in Psalm nine ten, he says, those who know your name trust you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Because a person's name wasn't just a sound that you make, it was a representation of their character. Hmm. And so... Like when, when the psalmist is saying, those who know your name trust you, what, what, what's the psalmist saying? That The person is saying, um, God, your character is such that you're trustworthy, right? In the same way, you can think of like the famous um, prophecy of the Messiah in Isaiah 9, where it says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder. And listen to this, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace, right? His name shall be called. Meaning, this is what he does. This is who he is. Okay. Another one would be uh, Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen, where he says, "For this is what the high and exalted one says: He who let or He who lives forever, whose name is holy. Why is his name holy? Because God is holy. Hmm. All right. And so when it, when it comes to this idea of don't take the Lord's name in vain. What it's saying is, don't represent God in a way that is meaningless, that's not true, that's hypocrisy, that's that's full of empty. Hmm. In other words, don't look like you're my people and not be my people. Man. Right? Completely different than how we read
0: that verse. Yeah. It makes that commandment so much heavier. Yeah. And not just like a, oh, and this command is: Don't say that one line.
1: Right, right. Yeah, don't 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 don't, don't say God's name with a bad attitude. Right. <laughs> as as though he as though he's you know, petty. Now, to be clear, God is holy, and God deserves our reverence in every interaction that we have with even saying His name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not suggesting that we just throw the Lord's name on the end of, of a sentence when we're surprised or or link it with a profanity. I think that I think that would be sinful, um, and and just wrong. Mm-hmm. But the command is so much bigger than that. It's why you find as you go through the Hebrew Bible God rebuking his people for at points even they're keeping the law but they're, but their hearts aren't in it. So you know famously in Isaiah 29:13 it's actually Jesus quotes this verse in Matthew where he says, uh, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me." Mm. their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they've been taught. In other words, they're saying the right stuff, but they don't love me. And that would be a taking of God's name in vain. Mm. Nobody's perfect.
0: Sure. (laughs) That's why it's a commandment. Right. And Jesus even goes through all the commandments and talks about, you know, uh, if you, if you look at someone, you know, with lust in your eye, that's adultery. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have hate in your heart, that's, Murder, and right. we all mess up with the Ten Commandments every single day. It seems, Sure. or you know, frequently I should say, not every single day. I'm just reminded of this this post that kind of broke my heart uh, that I, I see every once in a while uh, that a, a waitress posted, like that she hates working on Sundays. Mm, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, because there's always the lunch rush after church yeah, and the Sunday lunch crowd are some of the grumpiest or stingiest people. Don't tip well. Rude. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of, I'm just reminded of that post as uh, the church crowd. Correct. And so with this, in
1: That'd perspective God's name of, yes.
0: Yeah. Like, yes. okay, yeah, we're all Christians. Well, not, not that people are running out and doing
1: that. Like, right.
0: we're Christians and we're going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let me say what church I don't want to be a part of it would be that right. one right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: we really do need to be careful about how we represent our, ourselves as Christians. Sure. And, yeah.
1: Well, think about—I mean, where Jesus says in John, he says, "Like you know, the the world will know that you're my disciples by how you love each other." Right. Mm-hmm. Like who's who's a true disciple of Jesus? A person who loves others well. And
0: they will know. Yeah! We're yeah! Christians. Yeah! So, Bert, does that mean I can say?
1: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the record, we just paused for a long time, and I didn't say anything.
1: Yeah, you, you, you can tell them that, Mark. I heard what you said. <laughs> wow. So much venom from one man. I didn't even know. I'm kidding. Yeah, he didn't say anything. That was an that, that was, that was in-post bleep that was added there. Um, No, and the reason is um, the Bible gives us clear instruction to be mindful with our words, the intent and thought behind them and also the content of them. So sometimes we think, oh, I just said it, it doesn't matter, it's out there in the stratosphere. But Jesus gives explicit teaching. He says in in Matthew 12, uh, 36 and 37, he says, but I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they've spoken. For by your words you'll be acquitted, and by your words you'll be condemned. And so, you know, if, if we're saying like, can Christians swear or not? Um, I don't know that's that simple. And you know, sometimes you know, we we, if you're raised like I was, and I, I was I was raised in a Christian house, and, and there were words that we were told we don't say. You know, mm-hmm. as as we heard people say to them, hey mom, what's this mean? No, no, we don't <laughs> say that word, right? Um, and I get that profanity can be largely cultural. Mm -hmm. right so words that actually might be offensive to me might not be offensive in a different place in the world right okay um looking at you ireland yeah but that but that 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 doesn't mean that we just say whatever it's just the the intention of the words and what they do and what they cause to happen to others matter Hmm. okay so for instance um like there are plenty of biblical commands that talk about how we speak i'm thinking of like there's a there's a Uh, A couple passages in Ephesians, like Paul says, um, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, uh, that it may be beneficial to those who who listen. Um, The idea is, okay, like the words that we use build others up, they don't tear them down, Mm -hmm. right? So we don't swear people, we don't berate them verbally, we don't do anything like that. In fact, anything to know is that the word that we translate there um, as unwholesome with the unwholesome talk. It's the Greek word sapros, and it actually uh, has a connotation of rotten fruit um, and the idea is like you don't want your words to rot people. You don't want words to rot you or, or rot situations. Instead, we build up. But again, you think about like Ephesians uh, five, three, and four, where Paul says, "But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity, greed, because these are improper for God's holy people." And then listen to what he says. Okay, like we would go, yeah, duh. But he links it to something that sometimes we forget. He says, "Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk." Or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather Thanksgiving. And The idea of coarse joking being like telling, you know, explicit jokes, inappropriate jokes, that type of thing, because th- because what the words do is they they normalize a flippancy towards a worldview uh, of God's creation, sexuality, human body, um, another person. Um, they they normalize things that might not be full of light, hmm. um, and so, you know. I can think of certain words that we won't believe because I won't say them um, that at their root, okay, I'm saying it, but do I understand what's behind the word? You know? um, So for instance, you know, one that would have to do with a person's eternal destiny. It starts with uh, the fourth letter of the alphabet. Right. And it's just, it's just said Mark's thinking on it right now. Um, Yeah. uh, It's the alternative of darn. Okay. Um, like, and that's just a word, I mean, people say it all the time, but really we're talking about an eternity apart from God. Mm. Okay. Is that something that we want to just say when we, we stub our toe, you know, like, is that, and I don't believe, I I don't adhere to um, the notion that sort of, you know, you speak it into existence or anything like that. I don't see anything for that in the Bible. I think that's, has more to do with Eastern spirituality than, than a biblical Christianity. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I just say stuff out because, um, I can. You know? (laughs) Hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do!
0: Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. I know the Bible has a place where it talks about, uh, is, is it filthy? No, not filthy. Filthy's not in the
1: Bible. Uh, no, unwholesome talk, is that it? Well, there's, there's unwholesome talk, but there's also, yeah, there's filthy language. Okay. Yeah, so like, again, we're we're dealing with um, exhortations to believers Hey, guys, don't do it like this. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with people who have already been redeemed by Christ, who are in the family of God. i just like to bring that up again because what you know, I would hate for anybody listening to hear is, okay, if I just do this, God will accept me. And the scriptures are clear. The one thing that you need to do to have God accept you is believe on Jesus. Believe that he died for your sin, rose from the dead. If you do that, you are made right, as right with God as anyone can possibly be. So this isn't a thing of, you know, faking it or – adherence to a moral code for the sake of being part of a club. Like if you believe on Jesus, you're in the club. Okay. Um, but with this idea of uh, filthy language, Colossians uh, chapter three, verse eight says, but now you must also, okay, so what do I do in response to what God has done for me? Right. Um, now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, rage, malice. And we go, yeah, like we don't want to be rageful. Okay. But then he makes it clear what kind he's talking about. Slander. Hmm. and filthy language from your lips. Up until this point, actually, in Colossians, what Paul's been doing is he's been describing the life that Christians he's writing to left behind, and now he's telling them they need to give up their, their former sinful past, or, or practices, okay? And so, so, so for instance, just, uh, I want to just get the lead into this, this filthy language uh, the translation because it's actually pretty powerful. So, like, he said, there should be no slander, okay? And the word, again, that's sort of like you know, talking about someone, besmirching their character or lying about them, right? the word that we translate as slander there um is the greek word blasphemia which is where we get our word blasphemy from mm. um you know like what what's blasphemy blasphemy is lying and speaking untrue things about god um and i think that's important to realize like that is, is paul saying you're blaspheming against god if you slander someone no not in the sense that it's like okay you know i i slandered it ultimately i've 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 lied about god at the same time let's use absolute care that like lying about someone, like, you know, impugning their character, saying something that's not true, that's a sin against God. And that's like, that's that's not for us as believers. And so as it goes forward and he says, like, you know, like there should be no filthy language. Something interesting to note is that that term that we translate as filthy language, it only occurs once in the entire New Testament and it's right here. Hmm. Okay. And so if we want to understand what he's talking about that really the only way that we can do that is to see how it's used in other ancient Greek documents. And um, if you look it up, it has a connotation of abusive language to it. Hmm. Um, it's the idea of like talking at someone in anger. Um and so, okay, like what's the point of like lumping together anger, rage, malice, slander, and abusive language. Um, the idea is that they're all connected. That Like there's this sort of attitude of speech towards other people. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed if you're mad at somebody, Right. I mean, like really mad, like bearing a grudge, okay? Have you noticed how easy it is to slide into angry language about the person? Mm-hmm. Whether you guise that as a prayer request or, or what have you, or oh, I'm venting or whatever you want to say. Have you just noticed how it's really, really easy, man, you won't believe what so-and-so did I mean, You can't sort of wait to tell the story and the anger that's associated with that, right? And Paul's going, get rid of all of that. Mm. that that's not for you. Um, why? Because we are a community of forgiveness, And that's got to be demonstrated in our speech as well. And so, you know, if we were to say things like, okay, what words should Christians and should Christians not say, let's understand that again, I'm I'm not saying that obscenities uh, that we should just, you know, you know, be flippant with the bleep button and say whatever. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is there's a bigger deal than the specific words. And that's what you do with them. Mm. Like, do you build up human beings or do you tear them down through what you say? That's the more important thing right now. Mm-hmm. then, okay, you know I, I use the word darn, or I use the word gosh, or I don't even use either of those. Like, Are you making a person's life better through what you say? Are you making them feel more loved by God? Or, and not, not even just feel, because sometimes we have to confront with, with hard truths, and the person might not feel that great as a result. But is the person's spiritual life being made better through what you're saying and doing? Mm-hmm. Or like, do you give any thought to that? These are the ways that, that the New Testament talk about when it comes to the idea of uh, language and what we do with our language. Mm.
0: I mean, is it ever appropriate? Not necessarily like the Lord's name in vain or mm-hmm. something like that, but like
1: if it's not a casual thing. Yeah, I don't, huh. I mean, I guess my, my, my question would be, what's the reason that you want to use the word, right? Like when I was, when I was in uh, middle school, I developed a, a habit of swearing because I wanted to be cool. Mm-hmm. right and so mean, if i use this word oh man look i'm edgy on this, this like is there some part of you that that does that or is it a thing of man you know i've just grown up this is what people say i mean it really it really depends on what you're wanting to do with the word
0: yeah i is it
1: confession time <laughs> lay
0: it out on the mic for the world <laughs> I, I definitely don't like to use any anything casually mm-hmm And I've always said this isn't scripturally based at all, Mm -hmm. whatsoever, but that if you want a word to lose its power, use it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's just so and so. They talk that way. Mm -hmm. They've got a sailor's mouth. Right. But like when you hear, like when you hear me, a Christian radio host, use a certain word, you're like, oh, he's serious. Mm-hmm. you're actually using communication for the sake of communication. Um, we were at staff meeting a couple weeks ago.
1: You guys were swearing in there.
0: <laughs> um, somebody asked how something was going okay, and I was so mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used a particular word and for the next two days, people were stopping by my office saying, Mark, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Oh, like I, even though like, I don't like to use certain words, it was like, yeah. Uh, it was like, oh, I actually effectively communicated what's going on in my heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, having not been there and heard right, the right, word right. I, I don't. <laughs> but again, like I think, because there's some people that what they'll do is they'll use words, and, and, I, and I've been guilty of this in, in the past, where I, okay, I use a word to show how angry I am about a situation, like to, to, to communicate. But I think the thing to realize is okay, but are you doing that because you want to convey your emotion, or? And again, I'm not. I'm not even saying that that's okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, because I think, I think that like the the tall and short of it is, what will it do in another person to hear you use that word? Mm. Uh, Okay, like so. So for instance, like what's it do for your witness? Like what, in terms of, okay, like what people, yeah. what people think Christians are and do does it tell somebody that you're a hypocrite if you use that word because of their understanding and I okay, mean, so-and-so's not to be trusted. Oh, they, they say this, they say, that. Like, Mark talks one way on the air, but he talks somewhere else behind. Mm. Like that, that, that would make me take pause with, okay, how do we do this? But there are other people, they'll use the words as an intimidation factor. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to get louder. I'm going to with these words because it's going to cause somebody to shrink back so that I'll get my way. That's not okay. Yeah. Um so I think it comes down to what you're using the word for and what the word means. Like there are some words that I just think there's no redemptive value to ever saying or saying yeah. them because they just like what they are talking about um doesn't build anyone up. Mm-hmm. And so there there is I don't think there is any one light switch answer other than be careful in what you say and let your words be you know seasoned with salt let them edify those who hear let let them build them up. Um And if those words don't do that, you know, there's there's a a pastor who was, you know, decades ago or however long it's been, uh, famous for you know he believed that he had leniency in Christ to say whatever he wanted to say, like to his core believed that you know using profanity in the pulpit was not a sin, um, and it caused a lot of issues for folks. I I say to my shame, I I have, uh, once in, fourteen years I think. One time in particular that, that that's coming to to mind, I was quoting uh, an explicit lyric um, and making a point. Hey, this is a word we don't say um, because of what it means and how it cuts people down. And I repeated it a few times for for shock value to basically like so that it would provoke. Okay, but people leave the church over it. Whoa! And and the reason that they did was they were like, you know, there's a place for that, and what you just did was out of place. Like you you violated the the sanctity of the pulpit or whatever. And I don't know that they were wrong hmm. because when you come into a church, you're not expecting, you, you shouldn't have to be on guard from uh, the minister oh. saying that from stage. What, what if my kids in the room, what if there's what, that. right? Um, so I said, that made me to my shame. Um, I was trying to make a point, but it wasn't a point that I should have made.
0: Hmm. I feel like we got into a lot of nitty gritty with this episode. Mm. And also you spelled things out that I never would have imagined. Um, I wonder if there are there's more to this topic that we yeah. can explore in a future episode. I bet um, you're right, yeah. Like because I mean the Bible says a lot about the words that you say. And uh so yeah, if you're listening to this and you're like, Yeah, you guys totally didn't talk about <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are
1: you about to believe it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um no, like if if there's a part of whether it's profanity or the the words or using the Lord's name in vain or, or anything like that uh, that's still kind of fuzzy for you, we'd love to make a future episode about it. So email your questions to podcast at wearethebridge dot org, and uh, we would love to hear from you. And be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen to it. And again, thanks for listening.